0: Okay, guys, um, welcome back for episode 15 of the BJJ 101 Story and Podcast. We have an awesome guest today of Jim Marty. Um, Jim, we always generally start with like a fairly generic or basic question of just like walk us through like kind of, um, you as a person or like your early life and stuff like that. So a little bit of just a reflection of of your life and what you've done and stuff like that. And then also where you were introduced to present jiu-jitsu.
1: Oh, well, that's, uh, an easy one, really. I, uh, I was born in actually Kuwait, which is, uh, my parents had moved there from the UK. Okay. And uh, it was pretty uh, middle of the desert, uh, still run by the British at the time, but it was, uh, we lived in a camp uh, where all foreigners lived in the same place. expat community. Yeah, and a police station at the front. Yeah. And uh, I I spent, uh, I'd fly back and forth between there and the UK, but uh, when I got introduced to martial arts was in the 70s, which is a, seems a long time ago now. <laughs> and the the main thing at the time was it was judo, yeah. but suddenly there was karate coming along, mm. and uh, and kung fu. In fact, Bruce Lee films were just starting. And I remember my first introduction was a movie uh, with uh, a guy called Billy Jack, okay. and I'd never seen anything like it. And it was uh, now I know it was Hapita. Mm. But this guy was kicking everybody and, and I was fascinated by it and I decided needed to find somewhere to train. And we came across uh, a Lebanese guy actually who taught uh, karate and I started doing karate. So I started martial arts at 13 and then...
0: Uh, Is this in Kuwait or in, in... In
1: Kuwait, in Kuwait. And then I moved back to the UK uh, mid-70s, uh, still did karate and I did um, different kinds from shuriken to shunkai and... Um, In those days, uh, it was a rarity. So, uh, uh, you know, you felt pretty strong with it, (laughs) etc. And I I kept doing it for many years and then uh, uh, later on moved to Australia. So that was, uh, I moved here when I was 29. Yeah. And uh, didn't do much to start with but carried on training myself and then eventually came across Kung Fu uh, and uh, trained uh, in that and I started teaching. Yeah. Okay. And then uh, um, I um, came across uh, this mixed martial arts. Okay. And uh, I've been to a few actually in your neck of town, Toowoomba. I'd seen a few fights there mm. and we went in as a team then. I noticed. Oh, boy, that was rough. Well, it was rough. It was, was, right? it was King of the Hill, I think okay. it was called. Mm. And I noticed that uh, people were winning on the ground. Yeah. And uh, I hadn't got a clue. Mm. And I remember later on I had a was sparring later on, and uh, I got to the grand, and I, the only reason I won was because I was stronger than the guy, mm-hmm. but it was sheer hell. Mm-hmm. And then I started looking at it and realising that uh, things were changing, and there were a couple of people putting themselves up as Brazilian jiu-jitsu experts who were blue belts at the time, but I didn't know much about it. And I looked around and I thought, well, you know what? I need to uh, figure something out here mm. and uh, by then I was uh, 44 actually okay. and uh, I remember going I'm going to f- find authentic Brazilian teaching, mm. and it was pretty difficult in Brisbane mm. and I searched through and uh, there were a lot of blue belts teaching purple belts and I thought no nah, no nah, nah, we need we need a black belt to teach and at that time I didn't understand how long it would take yeah you know and then I came across uh, Eduardo and I turned up on lunchtime. I think there were uh, four people uh, training, yeah. and I started going, and uh, it went from there. And then here I am, fifteen years, sixteen years later. Yeah, yeah. You know? So that was the journey to Brazilian Jiu Jitsu, if you like. Okay, very yeah.
0: interesting. So, um, like, uh, how long was it when you started looking? for Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. How long until Eduardo or someone of a black belt level actually came into Australia I, Brisbane? I,
1: when I was started looking, Eduardo was already here. Oh, okay, okay. And, and so uh, literally he was the only one, I think, okay. in Brisbane that uh, time. had any accreditation, if you like. And I turned up and it was uh, not only welcoming, but it also, uh, uh, you, you learned humility very quickly. Because mm. even though i trained for years, I had no idea what yeah, to do yeah. and you'd freeze. Mm. You'd get to the ground and you'd think, and you started muscling. And I think for me, it was uh, harder than most people because I'd done almost uh, th- uh, 30 years of other martial arts yeah. and they're all straight to the point, you know, hitting and stuff. And you, know, you had to learn completely to relax. And then that, that took, didn't tell you, I mean, I was, uh, and Eduardo will tell you this, I wasn't his best student. Mm-hmm. It was more like it was slow progress for me. Mm-hmm. And there were times where you almost went backwards to go forward. Yeah. But most of the time I learned one thing, is that you always went back to basics yeah. and, and re-looked at what you were doing to move on.
2: Mm. You know? At the time, Jimmy, just am just curious right now, yeah. in Kuwait at that time, there was any martial arts happening there? But,
1: there the, at the time uh, there was some judah uh, yeah. and there was uh, Shorakan karate run uh, under the Japanese Federation. Mm-hmm. And there were a couple of uh, uh, instructors one was instructing the police, and one was instructing the army. Okay. And uh, I ended up an instructor from the police, and uh, gotcha. and uh, you know my brother and I both did it at the time, and uh, we were pretty good actually. Mm. So uh, and uh, we we were ended up training for free as time went by, um, but uh, yeah, it was, it was an eye opener for me. But. It, it, you got pretty fit from it. That was oh, the main thing. Yeah. It was it was the. <laughs> so I, I still look back and I think, uh, it, it was one of those things that pushed me into, just training in general. Yeah. Uh, the fitness side you, uh, is the most important, really. You realise that it's not just the skill, if you like, but yeah. it really keeps you fit. You're doing push-ups, you're running, you're doing a lot of the exercise. Physical
0: discipline of, yeah. of the martial art. Yeah. And
1: and. Uh, not so much uh, karate, I would say to you, but there's a lot of humility when you do jiu-jitsu. Yeah. Because you realize um, uh, the belt really, at the end of the day, doesn't mean that much. It's more uh, your attitude and you have to uh, t- to train, if you like, and you lose all the time. Yeah. you know, And that's where you learn, in fact. Whereas the other ones, you get promoted, you wear a belt and everybody fears you almost. Yeah.
0: yeah,
1: yeah. Uh, and that's the kind of mentality. And you see that in some of the uh, and this is, uh, other martial arts like Korean etc, mm. where it, it looks very fancy but it's not very practical, no, uh, no, no, no. Uh, particularly in a constrained environment, and and that's really the key to it. So
0: we've talked about this stuff a little bit, but I think like probably most of the martial arts at some point in time were somewhat effective and somewhat um, realistic um, under whatever situation of violence that they came from, and we've talked about this a heap of times too. It's like the, the basis of most martial arts came from some type of warfare or violence. With Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, it came from Judo and other things that was for samurai warfare. Then it was taught to the Gracie family, and then they adapted it for street defense and street fight. And that's what they did. They did street fighting. They did real um effective movements because they literally tested it in that way, and that's how they built on it. And um, I think we've also talked about this a little bit, but a lot of the... um. Uh, some of the oriental martial arts that were were kind of like pushed into more of a business frame kind of lost that effectiveness because it wasn't practiced in that way anymore. And it, like you could make the same argument for jiu-jitsu and that happening now. 100%. Whereas like a lot of the more commercial gyms and things like that that do practice jiu-jitsu don't practice it on the same level of effectiveness or self-defense aspect as it used to be practiced. And I'm not saying that's good or bad. I'm just It's just a natural progression as it goes towards that more... Sporty. Sporty, like a, every, inclusive lifestyle. for everybody lifestyle kind of activity. And, yeah, it 100% loses a bit of effectiveness. I just think that's like an interesting thing to kind
1: yes, of... Yeah, so, I mean, you know, for <laughs> me, uh, the a lot of it, when I look at it, and there's a lot of martial arts, particularly Taekwondo's, mm. they're very modern. They're not like... Uh, no. They're, they're, they're uh, They didn't start... Uh, as many years like the Japanese yeah. did. but I think the the key to it is that um, like a lot of it was change into a western perspective yeah. where you get rewards so if you even look at the Japanese in the old days you'd get a white belt, a brown and a black uh, whereas they decided to split it into 12 different belts yeah. to, to give encouragement to the west because we like giving medals uh, to people yeah. and uh, yeah. that's the way we're taught to encourage people yeah. Uh, having said that, it, uh, um, it, I think a lot of these one has to look at as sports, yeah. and more than anything. They're yeah. not uh, really uh, uh, useful in, in for combat, in, in, and for, for, for street fighting. Yeah. And, and the truth of the matter is, when you do end up in a, in a street fight, and unfortunately I have, mm. uh, you realize that uh, it comes down to a couple of things: who can punch the fastest, and who ends up on the ground and starts kicking you from the top. Uh, mm-hmm. So, uh, the discipline falls out the window because in a fight, it's it's a melee. It's mm-hmm. it's a. Uh, I reckon you uh, in most cases other than jujitsu, uh, you'd be better off to be a rugby player who can tackle people down to the ground mm-hmm. and hopefully run fast and get away. Mm-hmm. But uh, so it's 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 a kind of it gives you a false sense of, uh, uh, and particularly I think it gives, uh, kids a uh, false sense of strength. Okay. Uh, and and that's true in anything. I mean. Uh, but at least with jujitsu, the one thing is, and which is much different, is that every time you roll, you literally uh, uh, are, are putting yourself under duress. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the you guys trying to real, choke real it.
0: It's real, not yeah. simulated. Yeah.
1: Not simulated. Yeah. Whereas you think about it, even if you're kicking somebody, you're really not going to kick him hard I'm into sure. the head because it's not going to last too long. Yeah. So you never get that what I call. Uh, uh, it's not to say it's bad. I'm just saying you will not get that you won't realise whether you're good at it or bad at it yeah. if, if you're all playing what I call a sporting game. Yeah. Whereas with jiu-jitsu, you, you get underneath someone and he's trying to choke you, you either defend or you're going to get choked, yeah. and, and that's the difference. Yeah. It doesn't mean it's the uh, uh, yeah. end of the world, but I, I think it's, it's important to understand that there are limits to everything, mm. and that's why UFC is successful, because when they combined Muay Thai particularly with, mm. uh, and, and kicking and punching with jiu-jitsu became... Uh, almost invincible, I feel like, people who can are good at both. Yeah. In the initial uh, side, when the Graces were doing it, nobody understood what jiu-jitsu was, so they had an advantage.
2: Yeah, they dominated.
1: Yeah, yeah they dominated. And things are changing now.
2: Mm. Yeah. Jim, I have a question for you. Like, um, You started in an age, you started training jiu-jitsu in an age that a lot of people, I remember back in the day, a lot of people used to go, oh, I don't wanna, I'm not too sure if I can do martial arts because I'm... I'm 30 or I'm not too sure if I do 30 martial arts jiu-jitsu because I'm 35. So you started in an age where people would probably be, especially this is changing right now, especially because in my opinion, jiu-jitsu you have no strikings, you know, so you can go for as long as you want. You can modify your training according to your age. But yeah. what is this like? Um, so you started at a time that people at the time would not start in your age. I,
1: I agree. I mean, I, I think I was one of the oldest and, I think I mentioned to you at some point one, there was a guy who was training there mentioned to me that, what the hell was I doing coming in at that age okay. training. And, But for me, if you remember, I was uh, I was still fit when I arrived. I was yeah. still doing Kung Fu. I w- also was doing personal training. You're still fit now. But, but the point, I mean, I always, I never saw that as a limitation. Yeah. And I think I look at, uh, but I, I did see it in people my age. Uh, and if you look at the previous generation as well, they were old at 30. I think yeah. there's a change now yeah. where where people are embracing training uh, in, in as part of their life. I yeah. mean, you look at how many gyms there are, 24 hours for training. Yeah. Forget about martial arts. There's tons. So you can actually... Uh, I was concerned, though, about one thing because I had injuries. Yeah. Uh, when I arrived at uh, 44, I'd had, by then, had, I think, uh, four knee operations, <laughs> two shoulders. And I thought, you know, I've got to be careful here and... and uh, which brings me into another thing. When I first trained, it was tough, but we were, uh, I think I was uh, blue and purple almost on a weekly basis from yeah. going too hard, in fact. Yeah. And um, I had arthritis in my neck and it was uh, kept uh, becoming a problem. Mm. And that's when, uh, after a few years, I think it was around my fourth year training, I decided to concentrate on the private side and uh, so that I, uh, I gave my neck a relief from injury, if you like. Yeah. Because there was a point, I have to say, around 49, I was thinking, am I getting a bit too old? But really it was because I wasn't allowing the injuries to heal, if you like. Yeah. And so when I took a step back and, and, and changed the way I trained, then I started actually performing better. Yeah. And uh, also uh, not so stupid in terms of... And I was learning, of course. Yeah. yeah. And I was becoming... Realizing that uh, you, it's not about being hard; it's being smart uh, yeah. when you're doing it rolling, and and I think that was the change. But I I think anybody can do it, um, particularly when you're older. It's far better than doing. Uh, let let's say you're comparing it with Muay Thai karate, where you're kicking, and and your knees are getting hammered, yeah. and you you're clashing, etc. You don't have these kind of injuries. Of of course, if you go silly, you can hurt yourself. Yeah. But I I think you realize you can keep doing this and you know 16 years later i'm actually not only i feel fitter but mentally more alert and i feel i can go on another 20 years let's yeah. hope so <laughs> yeah.
0: yeah no i think that's a good point like we've talked about this um on like some other podcasts and as well and it's like it's like almost like a, a self discipline that you have to kind of inherit around around not being competitive with people as you get older so because there's no point yeah and um like unless you are a competitor or an athlete even if, regardless of your age, there's, there's no benefit of you being competitive with people in the gym. Like, when you train, the purpose of training is to increase your skills. So beating somebody else or winning against them, there's no purpose in that.
1: You no, it's a, it's a psychological thing, I think, yeah. that we go through. I mean, particularly, I mean, I don't know, I can only speak on male's behalf here, yeah. yeah, but we have this thing where we want to win. Yeah. But the trouble is, you actually win when you lose, because you learn. And if you learn, you improve, yeah. and therefore the next time somebody comes along. But even when I win these days, I said differently. I just know that I know a technique that this guy doesn't know, yeah. but, but not because I'm some superhero or yeah. anything. And I smile because, uh, you know, I could have been that guy only two weeks ago because I didn't know that I could actually get out of this. So, yeah, yeah, yeah you change your attitude mm-hmm. and, and what you want out of it. Mm-hmm. And I certainly at this age, uh, it's not about competition, it's, it's about survival. If yeah. you're like... I want to stay fit as long as I can because yeah. there's one thing I do know uh, as I'm getting older is that one of the things that stops older people functioning as they hit the 70s and 80s mm. is un- uh, the fact that they're unfit, uh, they've not been doing exercise yeah. and everything seizes up. Yeah. Now this can seize up earlier than later and uh, I think that's the key. You want to keep doing it yeah. as a lifestyle choice yeah. and there are huge benefits that you you stay fit, you stay
2: active, which yeah. is important. Mentally as well, and because mentally. it's such a game, because it's, it's a, chess a chess game. It's a chess game.
1: And I, and I think that's the key. And I have to say that, uh, you know, I still train and every time I come, I learn something new. Yeah. And it, it never stops. Even I learn something new about something old. So, mm-hmm. uh, and you always look back at some techniques mm-hmm. and you go, why didn't that work? And that's where you have the luxury of, uh, as you get older, you have the I, I, you know, when I try and I go, but uh, I don't need to rush this. I can take three weeks to learn yeah. the stick. There's no, you know, there's no rush, there's no pressure. And of course, I I, mean, I, I don't compete, but that wasn't my intention. The intention is to stay fit and, and stay training.
0: I think that's a good, like, overall goal to kind of look to. And it's just about self improvement and staying healthier and being a better individual rather than, like, I want to be better than everybody else here in the class. I talk about this in the classes when. I teach a lot of the time, like, it, it, it's a lot of the time not beneficial for you to set goals against other people. Your goals shouldn't involve other human beings because I want to beat that person, I want to beat this person, I want to achieve this, I want to achieve that. The problem is, is when you set your goals against another human being or thing, there's going to be up and downs. You're going to lose sometimes, they're going to win, you're going to get submitted, and people don't find, like, a good steady incline in their goals. Whereas if you set, like, technical goals or certain achievements that focus on you only. Oh, I don't want to get submitted this many times. I don't want to la-la-la, and it's about you rather than another person. You generally find, um, like, more success, and you generally find that you, you're not going up and down in this chaotic kind of mental way where you're like, oh, I'm worried about what happened to this person that person. You're not comparing yourself towards other people as much. Uh, and, I,
1: and I think the, the jiu-jitsu is, uh, is quite an interesting one because... Everybody, and this is from looking at people. Mm. Everybody's progress is different. Yeah, at, at, at different times. I mean, uh, uh, I mean, we can take your case, Anton. I mean, you know, we saw you as a youngster coming to training. We're going, Jesus, if this guy learns more techniques, it's going to be very difficult. Yeah, you know, but the progress. Some people's brain just works differently, different and it's range. nothing to do with age. Yeah, uh, we've had people who who training eight years, nine years, and you think you know, they're not going to. They still haven't got it. They're still yeah. doing the same things. And then some people just pick it up. Straight away, yeah. Uh, but then, a f- few years later, they hit a, a plateau. A plateau. Yeah. And, and this is, Jiu-Jitsu is one of these that you, you it's all about you. Yeah. You know? And, I, I you know, the way I think about it, even if you get submitted, you, and this is the more experience you get, you want to figure out what the guy did and what you did wrong. Mm-hmm. And that might help you improve. But if you can't see both, then you won't, could be the guy that's really good but you, there's always a defense or something you could have done maybe two steps previous yeah. but it's, it's willing to to, to uh, do that journey and if you are you you, uh, you, you go but yeah I think uh, age is one of these things that uh, um, for me um, has been a good thing as opposed to because there's also one other aspect to it I think I can't even though I feel strong yeah but I realize that I don't have the stamina of a 20 year old yeah so I Sorry. have to Make sure that I not only conserve my energy, but don't do. Uh, as soon as I feel muscle, I'm muscling. Mm. I need, I need to back away. I'm doing it wrong, mm. and that's a good alert for you because you know you're not going to be able to do this for ten minutes. No, no, no. You
0: know?
2: So
1: if you're tired after thirty seconds, you're in trouble.
2: Yeah. It's really funny because even as a coach, you can tell. And it happened before this case here. For example, you can tell. You can tell every day during, like after class. You can tell nearly every day about, right guys, be more technical, you know, think about what you have to do, what happened so you can improve. Mm -hmm. Don't just go with your ego. Just don't don't try to compete so hard. And the guy will never listen to you. And then one day, someone else, another situation will come up from another person, maybe a training partner will do something to him or tell him something. And then suddenly the light will come and then he will start changing, you know, and improving. Mm -hmm. So it's really hard to actually be able to touch everyone, you know what I mean? Like it's... it's But that light bulb moment you talk about happens to everybody differently. Yeah. I
1: remember mine. Uh, Suddenly, you see something you didn't see and you're doing the same move but then you see it differently Mm. and you just back away and you find it works. But um, I think uh, a lot of the time uh, now, I believe in the technique. Yeah. Right? And if you believe in it and you practice it enough, it works. Mm. It's when you don't practice something and you just haven't really started it and you give up and that's where the difference is so but as you get older and i'm there's no pressure i I never feel pressure training i just look at it as a continuous improvement and with that attitude i think you can keep going
0: is there a certain point in time where you didn't feel pressure though because i would argue that a lot of people that like that, uh, that start early on. They really struggle with that thing, and they have a lot of pressure on themselves. I want to make this work now, and that actually works against them. Oh, it did for
1: me. I mean, I, I think I was a white belt for five years.
0: Mm.
1: Uh, you know, no, no kidding. Yeah. And uh, for the life of me, I, 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 I'm sure other people saw what I was doing wrong, but I couldn't see it. Yeah. But I, but I, you know that it, you know that you were doing it wrong when you walk out as if you've been doing a weight training session. Yeah, and you're exhausted. And, and exhausted. Yeah. Yeah, that, that was the key. And when you come to training and you don't feel exhausted and you feel this pure joy, yeah. uh, you realise that's the change. And funnily enough, I, I do remember that's when you get your first blue belt, if you like. <laughs> it is that change from being a, a guy who's fighting every role, yeah. e- even in a training session,
0: yeah.
1: uh, as if it's, uh, your life depended on it, and to that moment, you actually do a technique, and you 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 submit
0: somebody, and you it wasn't that hard. But it's when you do that transition, that first yeah, one. The transition of being like animalistic, and it just becomes a game, and yeah. you patient, and yeah. Yeah. Okay. yeah. I think that's actually an an interesting thing to kind of point out, like. Mm. There, you, you, yeah, man, like this like spastic, aggressive, yeah, yeah, exactly. jagged movement and aggression where there's no real um, awareness of what you're doing or how you're moving or why to some amount of consciousness to go, All right, I need to apply this technique or I need to apply this technique. That's something that you, you can like Definitely. really connect with that next level of jujitsu, and then there's different changes. Of, it, it is, you
1: know, yeah. Was... And, and then, I mean, I mean, the progression was from aggression to, to uh, a bit more calm and, and uh, re- feeling more spatially aware, if yeah, you like, of, yeah. of what the other person is doing. Uh, but uh, I went through stages where really aggressive to start with, mm. then this um, uh, point where more defensive than yeah. having an attack strategy. So, and then as time went by, it changed into uh, I could see things I didn't see, but more in attack mode. Yeah. So you go through, so you. Almost instinctively, you know, what. You, as soon as the guy does something, you instinctively know what you can do from this position. Yeah, yeah. But not with thought. It's automatic because as soon as you, and I, I remember this, as soon as you pause to think, what the hell do I do, yeah. it's gone. The moment is gone and you've lost it. But when it comes instinctive and you naturally can see moves mm-hmm. as you're transitioning, then, yeah. then, then it improves for you. But you do go through these subtle... Yeah.
0: Transitions you develop a certain level of autonomy for the feeling. Now, this is an interesting point of jiu jitsu because a lot of instructors and people talk about this non tangible thing of feeling and not feelings as in emotional feelings of anger and sadness and stuff like that, but this physical feeling that of the connection you have with your partner or your opponent, where you feel their weight here. Versus here. And when their weight's here, it allows you to p- apply this yep. technique. And when their weight's here, it allows you to apply this technique in the same position. And I would argue, this, in my opinion, again, it, this is one of the harder skills to kind of inherit and get good at because it requires a level of composure. It requires a level of um, self-awareness to be composed enough in the situation that you can actually anticipate and also be patient enough to recognize where things are without wanting to do things straight away and right now. And I'm going to force the situation. You can't force something that involves another human being. You have to capitalize on the situations as they present themselves. And to get good at that skill, you have to work on it actively. And to work on a skill like that, that's so live and so... um. You know, like similar to like a conversation that we're having right now, where you say something and I respond to what you've said after I've listened to it. Where you actually there's so many
2: intricacies. Like there's so many
0: intricacies, but you just have to have the patience to allow these things to occur and then capitalize on them when they're there, rather than trying to force them or try to make them happen. That like muscular resistance you have of trying to force and make things happen, whether it's a conversation, you know what I mean? Like when you're trying to have a conversation with someone, it's a dry. there's no, you're like, oh, so, you know, how was the weather and it doesn't work out. Like that's the same type of problem you have when you try to force muscular in jiu-jitsu rather than allowing it to occur and then capitalizing on it. As and, it
1: but, and again, you know, the more you do it, you realize when you, because uh, sometimes uh, you do muscle. Absolutely. But then, but then you back off when you realize it's going nowhere.
2: And, and the, it destroys least, your ego. That's I think, is so hard yeah. because right at the beginning, you're not prepared to have... It destroys your ego in a way where, like, man, everything you're doing to now is shit, all right? To have this feeling, this sensation, you have mm. to stop going, like, you yeah, know... Yeah, but, 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 you know, even you recognize it now.
0: So, so for example... Yeah, it's a deeper level of introspection, yeah. so like this level of understanding. Yeah, you, so. you,
1: you, you can... F- and, in fact, I... As soon as I... F- so you do something, you feel yeah. the guy's weight's move and so you, you do something and then you find, no, no, his weight's actually still heavy. Yeah. You back off. Yeah. But in the old days, you might just grab and then try and force, <laughs> force the move. That. But the problem is with forcing the move, it's going to come down to how strong you are versus him. Yeah. But if he's sitting on top of you and he weighs a similar weight, most likely you're going to lose. But even if you win, you're going to be exhausted. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so so the, the key to it, I think, in, in, in jiu-jitsu, in you know, my opinion, is that you whatever you do, as soon as you find that resistance that you weren't expecting mm. you need to let go and when you learn to do that and transition mm. uh, then uh, you, you can move on
0: yeah look for another
2: path then you train Jiu Jitsu
0: yeah then yeah, yeah, absolutely. you are Simple as that. otherwise you start training Jiu Jitsu exactly
2: yeah. but it, it takes I mean it's easy to say oh yeah it's not easy it's not easy I'm, to I'm do reading it. a book that uh, the guy mentioned about Dan Lister yeah. you know very famous American Lister, yeah. Yeah, Dan Lister yeah Dan
0: Lister Lister Lister
2: yeah And he said something about Jiu Jitsu that I found so, um, I found very meaningful. He said, Jiu Jitsu, it's simple, not easy. Yeah. yeah, yeah. (laughs) I love that. (laughs) But
1: but it's interesting, you know, like, uh, um, I think uh, the one thing also I mentioned before is that a lot of the time over the years, I've gone back to basic techniques and reviewed them Mm. because I've realized that actually they work. Because, you know, some basic moves you do and you, you actually, can do them wrong for many years. No, not completely wrong, but that 20% that could make a difference.
0: Yeah, uh, small, small detail. Small like
1: detail you've yeah. missed. Yeah? yeah. And you always find that, uh, uh, whether it's from man to a half guard or whatever, you always can find something. Yeah. Uh, and it's just, uh, you observe things better. I mean, I remember looking at videos, and we all do in the old days, and <clears> you want to try and improve a technique as a white but you miss. You're watching it and you're, you're looking at it from the eyes of a white belt as opposed to uh, somebody experienced and seeing what this guy is doing. And you miss stuff.
2: I think beginners have, these, um, they have this wrong vision that it's about moving forward. You know, like, okay, next position. Okay, next, next. And rather than concentrate on like the basic technique and try to see yeah. the ins and outs of the position. You know what I mean? They'll make them so proficient and then it's easier for them to act a little bit, slow down a little bit and kind of feel more. But You know, it's, it's easy to t- teach technique, right? Yeah. But what point. is hard to teach
1: is understanding principles.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. And it's
1: the principle, uh, you know, if you said to a guy, why are you doing the handball, why are you doing this? They don't uh, know. They don't know. Yeah. They just know it, it, it works in 70%. And you go, well, what can you do to push it up? They wouldn't know because they don't understand the principle. And, like you said, if a guy moves this way or this way and his weight shifted,
2: it changes how how,
1: how you're going to approach it. And that's the key, you know? Or simple things like if you take a guy's arm, he can't post that way. (laughs) That's a principle. Uh, uh, The technique is grab that, grab here. But the principle is all you're doing is stopping the post. you can actually achieve it in fifty ways yeah. if you wanted to. Yeah. Correct. So, you you know? can
0: pretty much create positions you just to understand the principle. That's exactly yeah. it. Be as simple
2: do that; they go forward because the, pr- it's the, the principle, time. Of
0: the concept, the problem is, is like for a beginner or for us, it's easy for us to understand because we've had 10, 15 exactly. years to That's inherit this information. Yeah. Now the hard, the difficult part comes for anybody as an instructor is to try and transfer this information to another person. Now I would say that a lot of the teaching that happens is generally based on that level of the technique. Grip, this grip here, yeah. kick the guide ball. It's less focused on the concept. Now, I'm not saying that that's good or bad because the problem with the concepts is the idea or the understanding for someone to comprehend this idea or this situation or the thing is difficult for them to grasp. <laughs> they can't get to page 350 on the book if they're starting from the no, I, agree, I agree with that. Yeah. And... To bridge that space or whatever is difficult, and you can explain it to a lot of people. Like you're saying, you explain it to 150 times, and maybe five years into training, now they have enough understanding to actually grasp what that means.
1: And that's why jujitsu takes a long time, yeah. because and I, and I think uh, uh, if you could teach people concepts, but uh, people's retention is 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 very low. Small, do, small, small, yeah. yeah. So the the best way is when you teach a technique is that you give them something to imagine. Uh, that they can do, and if it works for them, slowly, slowly, then they, ten years later, they might put it together and realise mm. what that technique is about. Because mm. what I find is that as long as you know what the principle is, you and you you can spot an
0: opportunity, absolutely, that that yeah. that you've never done before, hundred percent, because you're yeah. covering large portions or, or or technical areas with an idea rather than a step by step process,
1: and so you, yeah. and because the idea is in your head, you're looking at the guy, you don't go. I'm going to grab him. Here you go. He's about to post. <laughs> Take yeah. his hand out. Yeah. It's a huge difference. Yeah. But it, like a, I remember having a chat with Fred Perini, who I trained with a yeah. lot. Yeah. Um, he said, "Gee, I wish I knew that ten years ago, mm. right?" And we all say that. <coughs> but the truth of it, he said, "Man, I would have been a good purple belt if I knew that move." Yeah. Problem is, it, it, if you could have understood it, then you would have done. But yeah. uh, that's not the case. It takes this long. Yeah,
0: you know? yeah. That's a challenge for people, though. People always want to like. Fast track their understanding or their belief and things, and a lot of the time without doing the work, and that's why they don't get the understanding.
2: Yeah. I, uh, I still, I still personally, I feel that the, the formula for people that are studying is to go um, principles, concepts, but about a very reduced amount of positions, I, I, very I, basic. I, I agree with yeah. that. For it. me, that's the that's the key formula to make uh, <laughs> great guys because they have these base strong they will become amazing, amazing jiu jujitsu guys. But, but people are impatient. I mean, people... <laughs> yeah. and, and not only that, you think about this, <clears throat> like,
1: uh, uh, let's take jiu-jitsu now in Australia. <clears throat> Many clubs. Um, YouTube has got thousands of moves. Some work, some don't, but they're thousands. So you get a guy who comes in, first time, sees it, and he loses. Every role he <clears throat> loses. So he goes, man, I want to improve myself. And I want it quick, <clears throat> right? Because, yeah. you know, I'm a, I'm a fit guy, I do other sport. <clears throat> So they look at YouTube and they try and memorise it and they come back. And then they lose again. But the problem with it is that the difficulty as humans is that, uh, and I'm sure people have come up to you saying, listen, I've done some other martial arts, I'm a black belt in Taekwondo, and how how quick uh, can i become a, a black belt yeah, jiu yeah. <laughs> And and that's the problem with it. Uh, people want in uh, these days mm. instant gratification 100%. and improvement. Yeah. And it just doesn't happen. Mm. I mean no matter
0: it just i, I don't no, know anybody. Nothing uh, nothing really um like nothing real or substantial comes in that way.
1: No, it's it, it just doesn't. It, yeah. it just takes time. Mm. Uh, you know? it's like somebody coming to even just to the gym and saying Listen, I want to look like Mr. Universe in a month. Can you do it for me? Yeah. You go, no. It's impossible. It's impossible. And, and that's the point. There's time, but the, the rewards are brilliant. I mean, mm-hmm. when, you, you know, when you've done it a long time, and by the time you get to Black Belt, it's a journey, and you still feel you're learning. Like said, but, but it's the journey, and you realize you, uh, the benefits. You've, you've made really good friends. It's like a big family. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of benefits that you don't see yeah. when you first come through that door. And, it, and it, it's one of these things. The more, but if people persist mm. and realize there's always uh, a light at the end of the tunnel, as long as you put in the effort, um, then you you will get the black belt if, if that's your goal. But by the time you get to it, that's not the goal.
0: Yeah. By the time mm-hmm. you get to it, you you you've you've been you've, you've on all things. Yeah, man. You, in your all life. these invisible things that you didn't even think about yeah. start to be yeah. added to your life that you didn't even consider that you know they change in so many different yes. ways. I just want to kind of like go on to that point because even for me, like I've been training for a long time and it's, you know, there's guys have been training for 30 years and stuff like that. I haven't been training for that long, but in the last like year and a half, two years, the amount of understanding that I've like gotten from jujitsu, jitsu just looking back into the old things and understanding them in such a deeper, deeper level by just like analyzing and thinking about it and stuff like that. Um, man, like my understanding, the way I'm teaching and stuff now is completely different to a year ago you know what I mean and for me it's just like the more you do it and the more you consistently look at it and approach it and, and, and look into like alright and question it and stuff like that the more it just keeps you keep getting out of I mean, it and so getting out of it and that, it's like this in like unlimited um, uh, I don't know whatever you want to call it this bucket that you can just keep drawing from and,
1: and I think it'll continue I mean uh, mm-hmm. two years from now you'll be saying the same thing what I taught yeah. two years ago is different but uh, that and that depends on your the attitude towards it and, nice. and whether you know you, you you want to improve and I, I think as i said to you before for me the journey is just constant improvement yeah. and and there's a joy i mean i when i come and do jiu jitsu it's it's a fantastic feeling the one of them is i feel free i'm moving around mm-hmm. uh, and it's funny i move better now than i did 10 years ago yeah. or 15 years ago and uh, you know if you, I mean, I can remember Eduardo telling me you need to move your hips, <laughs> mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. And remember, you know, you'd be, you, you just—it wasn't a natural movement, but and when you do all that, you, I think it improves your joints. Uh, it's just a joy, and and mm-hmm. I think that's how you need to look at it. But you know, never stop learning, and I think that's the key.
0: Yeah, it yeah. improves so many different areas in the quality of your life, and 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 again, it, that might not even be your goal initially, yeah, but yeah. eventually it'll turn into that, and that's something that I think. Um, you're going to find if you look at any of the other podcasts, when we talk about jujitsu and like your goals and the stuff you set, is most of the guys that got to the black belt level, they all change their goal to this. It might have started off with learning how to fight or defend themselves or whatever, but somewhere along the line, it becomes just a journey of self improvement. And all the other stuff is just a wonderful byproduct of improving as a person. Mm-hmm.
2: And, and the other thing, like we're having a, co- we're having a coffee before um, here today, Jim, and you said, look, uh, I would love my teenager son to start in jiu-jitsu for the possibility that he will get to know a lot, of, uh, a lot of other role models, you know what I mean? A lot of people I, I from different you, backgrounds and different mu- multicultural.
1: I think it's, it's, it's uh, uh, Brazilian jiu-jitsu specifically, uh, you know, when you look at the people we've got, they come from all walks of life. Yeah. That, that's an important one. Um, um some strong some weak some fat large muscular uh, doctors lawyers tradies. it's just it's it's a reflection of society yeah. but the one common goal uh is uh, and one thing jujitsu is it's it's a dangerous sport yeah. right and you have to look after the people the training uh, and you're also training with people of different ages and different stages in their life mm. and In many ways, the older people become mentors for the younger ones. And we see that all the time with the junior ones who, uh, quite frankly, they don't have the discipline potential at home or at school, and this gives them that discipline. But it also gives them an achievement, and I think it sets them up really good for life if they uh, uh, are persistent with it. It changes them. You've seen that in a lot of kids who come in at 12, 13, and by the time they're 20... They're literally what we call model citizens. You, mm. they're a joy to be around. Yeah. And the other thing that mm. Jiu-Jitsu does, I think, is break down age barriers.
0: Yeah,
2: big time. Uh, yeah.
1: Huge. Big you know. Time. I mean, I'm on a
2: normal of, society. Leave you wouldn't have that. Yeah, wouldn't at uh, all. A, and,
1: and for me, um, I've never felt uh, because I've always done sport. I've never felt that, but certainly in Jiu-Jitsu, uh, I have to. Uh, I look at you know uh, the age and I think Jesus, I'm old. You
0: know.
1: <laughs> And at the same time, I don't feel it when I'm training, no, you know? No. And, and 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 I think that's the... It, it breaks that down and gives you a, a, an insight for the kids to, to improve, and I think that's a, a, a good thing. But you think about it, any club, yeah, um, whether it's soccer, whether it's anything really, yeah. where uh, there's... See, there is a problem, that when you... Let's take soccer and rugby. Yeah. Uh, say it starts at school... you. There's a coach, but he's teaching just kids. Yeah. Whereas in jiu-jitsu, you come to a class over 14, 14 to 70. That's yeah. the difference. Yeah. yeah, true, true. And true. and, then, point, and if in your life you have no interaction with older people yeah, and you just respect them, mm. uh, this is going to change on the, on the floor because mm. nothing worse than you think you're tough and, and the 70-year-old is squeezing your neck. neck, right? And you can't and do it, anything about it. And, and I think that's the subtle difference between jiu jitsu mm. and potentially any other uh, sport that you I'd might do in yeah. life
0: that that's a really good point point. and uh, paul even Paul Wyatt we had on the podcast talked about that a lot is like you bring it back to like this playful nature that a lot of people in those age differences don't have anymore yeah, yeah, yeah. you know what I mean like a guy that's seventy doesn't have the ability to be playful and the guy that's you know fourteen or fifteen or whatever doesn't have the ability to be playful. Or um you know engage in this type of thing across age barriers like you're talking about.
1: And, and this age barrier, I mean, it is an issue because I mean if you look at society now, there's a lot of disrespect. To, yeah, absolutely. To, to also older people, uh, some older people are disrespectful to younger people. Th- th- this all disappears when you're on the mat. Yeah. And the only thing that's important is that uh, you're disciplined and uh, uh, particularly when you uh, you roll with other people, and, and, and enjoying their company. And,
0: and I think something else that's even deeper is people show respect to your merit, all right, rather than your appearance or, or who you think you are or which family you're from, or whatever, it's your merit. Right here on the mat, and this is something that I think is also another, you know, another area of the benefits of Jiu-Jitsu, is you, there's nothing else you can focus on. The merit is given to the person that acts in the correct way and has the ability to apply jiu-jitsu in an, in an effective way. Like guys that do well or girls that do well in jiu-jitsu are shown respect and are given respect for their merit of being good at the thing that they're engaging in as well as with their character. Because if you've got a bad character and you're the best at jiu-jitsu, people still don't want to train with you. But there's more rating.
1: of it. I mean, even yeah. from a grading perspective... Mm. We grade people on, on uh, attitude on, percent uh, exactly. not just uh, uh, so yeah,
0: their merit of yeah uh, you know it's
1: it's it's, it's uh, we look at the whole picture, mm. uh, and that's why uh, not everybody has to be a competitor, uh, but you look at the whole package, yeah. and this is what you want as a club mm. to to um, get uh, people's character improved. Yeah. I think if if they continue with it,
0: I, I think it's interesting because like there's like a lot of sayings and stuff where it's like it takes a village to raise a child and stuff like that, which is a very um, uh, true statement, but that's removed from society now. It doesn't exist anymore. You, you don't have all the grandparents involved and all the uncles and aunties yeah, and everything involved it. anymore. They're, they're in isolation. But this is it. This but is, this, is, this, this is, recreates this, it and reintroduces it back into society. Mm-hmm. And that's why I think, like you're saying, you have so many... Um, positive benefits of this stuff is because it, as much as we're evolving as a species and a race and stuff like that man, as a, as a, as a um organism we haven't changed much over the last million years so the stuff we used to do is actually the most effective way to live and develop and stuff like that but we've m- removed that from normal uh, behaviour
1: and and there's you know um, rather than think of yourself I mean this is the problem I think uh, in society now everything's me 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 yeah, yeah. when you come in you suddenly there's a pecking order, yeah. and you have to fit in with that. Mm. And and uh, yes, it's maybe let's call it the belt system. But certainly uh, um, you have to fit in, mm. and you find your your where what your position is. And when you walk through the door the first time, your position is right at that bottom. Yeah. And if you want to get there, then you have to do a, all the work. You have to do the work, mm. and and you have to be respectful. You have to uh, just learn uh, to be almost humble, if you like. Yeah, yeah. So I think it's. Uh, um, for going about uh, as a self-defense mechanism, I think uh, the structure of it uh, develops the community, if you like. And, Absolutely,
0: you know. I just think it's such an interesting, um, like, aspect of all of this stuff. Like, just it's this perfect um, environment that pretty much recreates, like, you know, how we started as tribes and stuff like that. You're reintroducing this like tribe situation where. You're engaging with people of different sizes, ages, sexes, everything, and they're all helping you and you're all helping each other evolve and improve. And, man, you're going back to like a village situation where everybody's involved and everybody understands and everybody's bouncing off and helping and teaching each other, which doesn't actually exist that much. Yeah, probably. and
1: there's no room for prejudice. You know, yeah. you, you don't care what uh, uh, sex, colour, yeah. religion they are. Yeah. You're there for one purpose. Yeah. And that purpose is to learn jujitsu and and uh, look after each other, and yeah. that's that's really it, and it, it uh, makes sense to me. But the longer I'm in it, it it's a it's a lifetime thing. It's not uh, something you do for a couple of years. You, no. but uh, it's a it's a great uh, great thing to have in your life, in my opinion. Absolutely. And I don't know anybody who's last. I mean, of course, you get the people who do one year and two years mm. and quit, mm. but the ones who've done more than five, let's say. Mm. Um, realize the benefits. Yeah. And the, the ones who do five, you know they're going to stay. Yeah. Very rarely, unless there's a, a tragic a situation or, or, or yeah, whatever. Traffic, yeah. uh, but the ones who, who stay are in it for life. And, and uh, what we find is that in most cases, they're nice people to be around. Yeah, absolutely. You know? I understand. I True. can say that uh, uh, with authority, I think, we've, yeah. we've, with the club. We've seen people come and go, but in general, if you've known them for a long time and they've persisted, uh, regardless, they'll, they'll change the way they think as well, yeah.
2: which is important. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Jim, I want to bring it up, something um, uh, very... Um, we know each other for a long time, you yeah. know what I mean, from Jiu-Jitsu, but we, you have uh, IT and designing background, and mathematician as well, which is an amazing combination, you know. Well, it's been on useful. The, <laughs> on the same person, uh, definitely very useful. And uh, you... So you've been like an advisor uh, in many situations, um, good and bad, and doing a lot of the design work for Ga as well. And what was your view like from the beginning, right? When we started this, because people don't understand how much work is involved. Like if I go and count how many mails we went back and forth, I'll be for like probably one year counting, right? Uh, yeah, it's insane amount of work. And how do you see how we I evolved th- what it is right now and jiu-jitsu itself in Australia, etc.? It,
1: it, it's, it's curious because uh, when we started, um, Gara had uh, that particular logo, not quite like that. Um, and then we went through stages of, of uh, trying to change it to reflect, I suppose, how we saw um, um And I'm going to be blunt here. The initial logo uh we we were attracting all the Muay Thai fighters. It looked like a Japanese, kind of Korean, kind of Thai. Mm. Mark and people were coming and going, <laughs> where's the well, kickboxing? Where where's the kickboxing? Yeah. You know? And uh we went through phases of uh, uh, the logo. We settled with that where we added the, the black belt to it because mm. uh which is right at the bottom at the there. Bucket, yeah. And that was significant time where uh, I think it was the first few Black Belts you awarded them to was people like Ty, Anchor, uh, mm-hmm. and uh, uh, our mate in Launton. Jason. Uh, Jason. Jason Miller. <laughs> Jason Miller. And at that time, that was the start, and I think this was one of the first clubs that had many Black Belts. Uh, a lot of the clubs still had Brand, the odd Black Belt, who had arrived from Brazilian, but these were Australians who were getting the Black Belt. And we moved uh, three times, I think, uh, from the beginning, yeah. from uh, Locations, uh, yeah, location, and then um, at the time um, we were also thinking about the brand and what what was you know where did you want to go with this brand and we we had many brands we had uh, which I won't go into but we did have many brands and uh, we were selling uh, if you like uh, gear to to other clubs etc. But uh, I think we took a back step and realised. That the, the what, why was Gara successful and what identity we need to get and we thought about it and we decided that it had to be a simpler, a simple logo, and it was just Gara Brazilian Jiu Jitsu.
2: Be more classier,
1: yeah. a more yeah. classier look, and that's For where sure. uh, I don't know uh, uh, I came up with the with that <laughs> that, that design, mm-hmm. and uh, from that moment uh, we never looked back because if you recall. Um, we were looking at other clubs and what they were doing, mm. and we realised, you know, um, by not having uniform uniforms, if you like, we weren't uh, really keeping the name of Gara up. So we had a number of affiliations over the years, as you know, but really, the one thing that got customers in and, and maintained Gara was Gara.
2: Is the identity? It's yeah. the identity of Gara oh, the so
1: as clubs and. Uh, uh, more clubs of Gara started going going around. If you like Australia, it was that was the identifiable uh, logo, and we that's why we settled on it. So, but it it like I'm talking about it as if it happened in a year. It took I think to get to this logo maybe eight years. I would say ten, yeah,
2: yeah, maybe ten. Uh, yeah, but the thing is, like I think uh, I was talking to a friend that works in uh, in a um, hotel uh, industry businesses. Mm-hmm. And he was saying that uh, you know that a uh, core network yeah so he said that the biggest um, the biggest asset of that network is their booking system yeah and I think one of the things that uh, you achieved or we achieved but you know say we but work together but you achieved like it was like the FinTech ability to have so anywhere any guy can make a booking online for any specific class. Right, this is a massive achievement. Uh,
1: yeah, I think we we because I mean, if I remember, I'd walk in and there were lots of pieces of paper, and then yeah, we're printing yeah. every new yes. person who came. It was, it was, and it was in the old days when you had a handful of people, but as it increased, it became a a nightmare.
0: Yeah,
1: and I remember we were sitting down saying, "Well, why don't we create a booking system and and then we and or uh, a health questionnaire waiver." Yeah,
2: exactly, uh,
1: and and. Uh, that uh, even a cancellation system, all of these things, uh, uh, because the procedure is
2: what it. simplify, streamline, and it. make it like so much easier. You know, and less error prone. Like yeah, less yeah. error
1: prone, and almost uh, uh, we we didn't have to uh, have thousands of emails coming in answering each one individually. Yeah. We can say, look, here's the procedure, and it made everything much easier. I think it it.
2: Step-by-step uh, process yeah. for uh, So it's just some, uh, an amazing growth, you know what I mean? Because there's a lot of work involved.
1: It didn't happen overnight. Yeah, You
2: yeah. uh, have to think about all We went all through phases. Yeah, ah. but,
1: but the first phase is always a manual one because you, when you don't have the number of people. But you know when you look at the number of clubs now, it, you couldn't do it any other way. Uh, no. other Especially with
0: the number of students. Yeah. That and then, done, of course, like
1: that. during that time... Uh, this is a funny bit, but there weren't iPhones when we started. No. Now there are, so things change. You know, uh, even the timetable has changed. It's it's now fits on your iPhone, which it didn't before. So we've we've tried to embrace it, and lucky for me, I do IT, so it was uh, an easy. And you know, it's funny uh, when you do something you like, and you combine it with a with a, the,
2: the work skill. that you do.
1: It, it, it's a it's a joy to do it. I mean, we've we've had many. Evenings where we've sat there uh, trying to come up with ideas for things, I, I, even including uh, the BJJ 101. and Yeah. Um, you know, uh, trying to come up with with uh, something, and then, but, it, but it's enjoyable when you can can combine, it and I'm lucky in that sense that I I can do that. Um, so uh, it's. Uh, uh,
2: I consider myself very lucky too. But it's one of these, you know, and this is a, if you, if you
1: you know if you think of jujitsu, and you think of all the contacts we've made. Yeah. They're all walks of life and they've been very helpful. Mm-hmm. From from people who've helped with plumbing to yeah. people who've helped <clears throat> in many aspects. Yeah. Yeah. And, and and I think this is the key that people don't realise. It opens your... Uh, even if you didn't... Uh, there would have been somebody in IT who came and joined jiu-jitsu who would have been able to help you at some point. Mm-hmm. It, it is This is the nature of it. And I think that's why we're lucky to be uh, uh, doing jiu-jitsu, if you like. Mm. It opens up these avenues. And... I think uh, yes, it's been useful for me as well as you. But uh, sure. it, it's uh, as I said, it's when you're doing something you enjoy, and you can combine it with uh, something else. It's it's great.
2: Yeah. Mm. So, oh, Jim, I'm I'm super glad that jiu um uh, touched your life the way it did. You know, and made you. Um, you know yeah. explore and have this new lifestyle and you know feel much better you know what i mean yeah it
1: does you know, it's and
2: easy. i think this this for me is the biggest present you know what i mean like uh, especially you know like I, you're a good friend of mine so for me this is the bonus mm-hmm. uh thanks for being part of the journey uh and that's it. Let's stay. Let's stay for another twenty years. You know what I mean. And well, let's, let's,
1: well, we'll have this chat in another twenty. Yeah,
2: <laughs> exactly. Let's keep training. That's how I think as well. It'll, it'll, be, it'll be interesting, but yeah, you know. It's, Thank uh, you very uh, much. As long as we can board. Just like one other thing, I know,
0: I know that like you guys used to run like competitions and stuff like that. Um, do you guys have any um, like because it, it, that's such an interesting process? Do you guys have any like um, things that you can comment about like running competitions and like the things um, that you saw? We, I
1: think. I think the. Uh, the one thing I would say to you is that uh, competitions are time-consuming, yeah. and uh, we we used to put in a lot of effort. Yeah. Um, but it's um, it's a kind of you you, and there are people who run a lot of competitions yeah, yeah, now. Yeah. But the question you have to ask yourself, and and uh, I think, uh, uh, is this is that, why are you doing it, and what's the purpose, yeah. right?
0: As the person competing or, or running the competition? If you're running the competition, running.
1: yeah. yeah. Um, as competing, we know yeah. why. I mean, I think uh, you're, you, you can no. talk about that uh, at length.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, but from running the competitions, I think it, it for us, it was such a diversion of effort and a lot of effort, yeah. particularly when we're uh, trying to build up the club at the time. Yeah. Um, and, it, and, you know, you're, you're getting mats in, you're doing the... the massive
0: uh, process.
1: It's a massive process. And you... you and a lot of people do it now because it, uh, it's not because of any altruistic reason. They do it because there's money in it. Yeah, yeah, um, When we started, we, we looked at it as a more promotional for the club. Mm. We wanted to get our guys uh, known, etc. And we had good fighters. Tony Torezzi yeah. was one. Uh, and uh, when you arrived, I don't think we were running any. No, no. But, but I think... Uh, and literally, um, I think... It's a lot of effort, yeah. and uh, I think it was better to concentrate on, on building the the club. In my opinion, mm. uh, it, it's something that would one do it again. I'm not so sure. There's always an opportunity, but it is de- being dedicated. You know, and we did affiliate once with the the uh, uh, Abu Dhabi at some point, yeah. but. It's just
2: a lot of effort. And it's like, it's not only like on the day, you know, like it's no, no, so no, no, much no. like the registration, right. the okay. program to run, that the people want to change. Yeah. People yeah. want to change their way division. One guy said he signed up, he didn't, but he want to get, it's so many like little. It, 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 and then you remember, I used to do the sand,
1: I used to do the videos, we'd play uh, 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 promotional material during. You know, it was a lot of effort for, and if you're looking at it from a financial perspective, it wasn't uh, worth it. Wasn't worth it. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, and I think it's a distraction. I mean, remember that it's uh, a
2: distraction, yeah.
1: um, I was also working full-time, yeah. uh, etc. So uh, I'd say to you that it's only worthwhile if it was uh, you had a lot of time in your life and you weren't involved six days or seven days a week mm. in a club. But I think there's people who want to do this professionally uh, and run it. Mm. And, it's, and they don't do anything else. And with the numbers now, yes, you could do it. But I certainly, I like the idea, don't get me wrong, because it, it expands the horizons. But what we found is it's better to concentrate on people like yourself, Anton, who are championing the club,
0: yeah.
1: who, who want to compete. Yeah. And, I, and, and, and that is a better way for us to, to contribute to, I think, jiu-jitsu as a whole in Australia. For sure. So by sponsorship... Yeah. whatever, rather than running the comp.
0: But is there something, is there anything that you like witnessed or it was highlighted to you like through, that, through that process or of, of setting up these competitions and allowing them to compete and giving them a platform? Because like I would talk with um, Lucas um, who we've talked to before um, and he's a brown belt here and he does a lot of refereeing at a lot of different comps and in his opinion, um, like as Jiu-Jitsu is getting more popular and all this stuff and particularly in the white belt area, yeah. Where people are like, kind of like tourist type approach to jiu jujitsu. Like, I'm just gonna do it, and I want to compete, and you know? mm. it's getting w- even more reckless and crazy mm-hmm. with the with the types of injuries that are happening. Yeah, look,
1: I, I'm, the, uh, I'm not surprised. Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, when you when you think about it, <clears throat> um,
2: I think it comes down to like, I think the the bodies that are organizing jitsu okay, they can do a lot more, to be honest. Yeah, but they are. Uh, like for example on like, financial return. So for example, in my opinion, they would be super easy to resolve this problem. They should do an online induction that the person is obligated to watch, watch the rules before they sign as, up. As
0: the band Before they like, sign in. You know, for the because point. like, uh, this is something that he's, and he's doing a lot of refereeing and stuff like yeah. that. It, uh, particularly as it's getting more popular and particularly as certain types of competitions are getting more popular. Like submission only things where they're allowing even more submissions and even more yeah. options of attack. The, the amount of injury that's happening sure. is more but also and also the
2: amount of time that people train before they actually attend because in Brazil if you ask back on the day oh can I come to the competition the guy go look give six months yeah. right now you, people say oh no give it a go you're going to get experience the guy has 20 days of Jiu Jitsu but this, yeah. this no is the point I, I was yeah. going to make mm-hmm. if
1: you're right you really should be competing <laughs> uh, you know with three months experience or two months yeah. it's too dangerous too dangerous not for yourself but for the other people and, and uh, you know if you're trying to do this for life, this, you could injure yourself quite seriously. Yeah. Um, but there are a lot of there are a lot of uh, ones that are grappling where there's no belt, yeah. no experience. You can just turn up on the day, yeah. and I, I remember it from Toowoomba days, but before even the popularity yeah. now, people would turn up uh, just out of the pub, just about, yeah. <laughs> uh, putting some shorts on, and giving it a go. But the problem is with that is that this is n- no longer a competitive sport, This is a, a brawl and Uh-oh. injury prone. Yeah. You
2: know? And people don't understand. Like for example, people now some organizations allowing heel hook for beginners, right? The problem that people don't understand is that it's not hard to perform the move. The move is actually super easy, right? The problem is to defend the move. Like if the person doesn't know how to defend or has a, a reaction that goes against the move, yeah, the defense yeah. they screwed. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. They're gonna
0: get badly injured. It, it's. I think it's more like the fact that. Um, particularly with certain positions on the legs and things like that, is the window in time you have to tap safely is yeah, much very sure, smaller, yeah, yeah. and that's the the bigger issue. It's not for the person applying the technique. The application is um, too dangerous. It's not that fact. It's the fact that when you're a beginner, you don't understand your body as well as yeah, you would as somebody. And, that and has you 10 might overdo
1: it. You might rip the guy's uh, tendons off. Yeah, you might really. be too aggressive, too aggressive with the movement, with or
0: you mm. might be like oh, I don't want to tap I don't want to tap but yeah. during that time that you you don't want to tap because you don't have the same awareness of your own body you end up injuring yourself yeah. because you're not you're not willing to tap in a situation where you should be tapping immediately yeah. and and I think this is a common misconception people are like oh heel hooks are too dangerous no do you know what people do you know what's too dangerous people are too dangerous and they don't understand what's going on and because they don't understand what's going on just like we don't allow 12-year-old kids to drive a car Correct. because it's too dangerous Correct. We don't allow people with little experience of damaging movements to apply them on other for people. Sure. And that's more the problem. The problem is not the fact that it's too dangerous and you need to stop it because... No, 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 no. This is for everyone's safety, man. Your safety and their safety. I don't. You don't give guns to 15-year-old kids because there's a, there's a problem with that. You don't allow 12-year-old kids to drive a car on their own because there's a problem. There's an issue with that. They don't have the ability yet To do that in a safe way, and there's no different.
1: And I think you know the one thing I observe now compared to fifteen. There's so many competitions, Mm. like so many uh, everywhere. Yeah, yeah. and and I I think for competitions need to be meaningful that lead to something. Yeah, Um, and so I always think that they need to be part of a bigger organization uh, that actually is recognised, like uh, Mm. where because if you don't, then every Tom, Dick, and Harry runs a comp, uh, gives a no. no different to, to boxing in an in in no. RSL yeah. where they're having a fight and people are watching it having beers. Uh, I think if you really want to compete, you need to have a target on the world kind of uh, affiliation. Yeah. Uh, regardless of what it is, I'm not mentioning any particular names, but it just needs to have a purpose. But when you have tons and tons and it's all about prestige, because everybody knows each other yeah. here, I, I don't think it's worth it. I think there's too many, but...
2: But see that—that's where, like, the interest it's more I, about the financial. I agree. Interest. The finance, like, if for example, because if some co- if some organization comes and say, "Look, we prefer people to have whatever three or six mm. months of experience prior attending," they're reducing their own revenue. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah true. I, I agree. Unfortunately, I don't think they're prepared to do that. You know. So. But I think as,
1: as time goes by, you'd think it'd be the opposite. There's more clubs, more people doing jujitsu, therefore you can afford.
2: To, it's to super sad it. for me to see that there are a lot of great jiu-jitsu fighters had to go to mma because they are in their peak of their career they don't want to run a gym mm. like they want to be and jiu-jitsu athletes professional yeah. athletes and they had to migrate to mma just because they want to they need money to pay bills mm. they want to have a child they want to have a family and and, that, and and that's pure lack of interest from organizations to to make payments and rewards, you know what I mean, yeah, like they, should they, have they, in any they case. They don't
0: care about rewarding the, the athlete in a lot of situations. Man, even the UFC had the same problem. Like, the, the amount of money that the athletes are earning oh, compared, compared to the organization to, yeah. and the people running the organization is insane. And jiu-jitsu is the same. And it's gotten better compared to, you know, even a couple of years ago. But it still needs to continue going in that direction and i think it will i think it will continue it needs
1: to, but do you think about uh, jiu jitsu uh, compared to any other other olympic sport as Yeah, you know, like yeah. you know they get the recognition etc i mean jiu jitsu is not in that uh, um, same as as soccer for example yeah, yeah, whatever and it's only when you get uh, it recognized as a as a not a, a, a like a niche sport, yeah, yeah, then, mainstream. then it needs to be mainstream. Uh, but uh, people like uh, Abu Dhabi tried to do that uh, with it, and, and yeah, the, but that's one it. of the few places. Ah. Uh, on the other hand, there's lots of other competitions in Brazil and in the United States, but they they kind of again, it's like um, I call it unprofessional competitions.
2: They're not...
0: Uh, um, yeah, they're not earning a living from that No, office. I they're think professional.
2: black belts, like, you know, in competitions, <laughs> like, you know, world's competition, like pan American, you know I mean, big competitions, they should get some oh, more. prize money. They oh, I agree, be. I they agree. Say, Come it's on. Is, well, I they, agree. They do the show, you know what yeah, I mean? Like, I agree, people selling TV rights the and, target and is, uh, flow uh, grapplings. You'll Come only on. get that when they're televised,
1: mm. when there's more people watching it. As a, uh, a, a non-niche, I mean, it's similar. That's already happening,
2: Jim. you have floor yeah, rapidly. You know what I mean? Like, I remember for that, it's, 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 it's yeah. selling but it's, well. But it's, it's selling well, but it's it's a niche market still. Yeah, but won't pay like a soccer player, but at least something, you see, because. But be, it's,
1: I think it's you think about skateboarding. It was yeah. in the Olympics, right? It, and that has been a, a kind of an urban kind of sport. Mm. It, it it takes. Uh, um, a, a while for these, because really, let's look at Jim, Brazilian I mean, Jiu-Jitsu.
2: Skateboard pays really well.
1: No, no, I'm saying it does now. Yeah. But, but you think about Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu as a sport. Yeah. It's only been since the 50s, really. That it, it whereas, it, so it's a short time span, yeah. and it's only now. So if you remember that when Gracies came into it, it was mainly for for mixed martial arts fighting. So yeah. it wasn't a discipline on its own. Uh, and, and slowly it's getting the name.
0: I'm hoping. Yeah, the popularity actually came from the MMA and the UFC. Yeah. We used this to beat everybody in the UFC, and then it started to become more popular and more popular. And, more po- and that's still the way that it's going. The bigger the UFC gets, the bigger jiu-jitsu gets. But on its own, it hasn't exploded in the same way. Uh,
2: yeah, it hasn't, but I think it's... <laughs> but it, I think there will be a, a massive exponential growth in the next five years of more competitions paying more money. I can't, I but right, it needs to There's be regulated. no exponential yeah. As
1: long as it's uh, regulated somehow, uh, that, that, that the organization run it, or the organizations running it, uh, uh, put in the money, put in the uh, get the sponsorship, uh, uh, promote it.
2: I would love uh, to have something, but that's not financially... Um, you call it at least at this stage viable, but I would love to have something like uh, like a world's like a countries get a national, you know what I mean? Team, okay, we got these two guys of this weight, these two guys, you know what I mean? Jiu Jitsu black belts, they go and compete, you know, like, yeah, but I mean, this that would be awesome. Somebody has to set up this
1: organization to mm-hmm. do this. Let's I mean, do it,
2: Jim. You, well, we, you can, <laughs> I, I,
1: I, I mean, you'd, no, you'd, no, no, you'd, no, yeah, no, but you think naturally it would be the what is it, the IB.
2: Um, I, I, I now, this is a massive movement but yeah. i think would be amazing and could be televised if you think about like you yeah. could have like international sponsors if you think about it that would be a great way to bring like because countries now have like each country has their own like uh, main athletes you know what i mean like yeah. so we have a lot of rights of people purchasing etc you know so
1: yeah i mean it, it could be it's just that at the moment there's a few different organizations trying to do it. The, uh,
2: yeah, so I would probably
0: say the main two that actually giving like like um, financial, like give back in some aspect would be the AJP tour, yeah. which has changed. It's no longer the UAEJJ, it's the AJP, uh, yeah, the, um, uh, like the Abu Dhabi. Which KC revolutionized. Pro. Yeah, which is what forced the, everyone else to start having money. Yeah. And then ADCC in the like the Nogi, Nogi area where... They're giving the biggest amounts of prize money. The They're running amounts, it, yeah. like you're saying, where you have to qualify. You have to go and compete. And you have to qualify for your nation under a certain number I, of I quotas. like the
1: structure, though, that, then, uh, uh, to do it via country, etc., because yeah. – then it becomes like an Olympic sport where... Correct. Uh, and, but that's, uh, but that's and what most
0: of these organizations are doing. You, you, you qualify... But then within passport. Australia, you They need, do regions. But yeah, they within do Australia. haven't
2: regions. done countries, but I no. think we're going to get to a point that you can actually do countries. countries in order. But, yeah, yeah.
1: but when you think about countries, you need an organization, a national organization yeah. within that country to coordinate athletes.
0: Yeah.
2: And so that,
1: who are they going ga- uh, uh, That doesn't exist at Doesn't the exist. It doesn't exist. Right? Like,
0: so, because jiu-jitsu is so like um you know commercial yeah. and... Like, yeah capitalized yeah. kind of it situation one. Oh, it, yeah. it, it, it's everyone's just building their own businesses and then exactly there's no, there's, there's, no
1: there's no no interest in and who's to going the to choose I mean who's going to choose the competitors you <laughs> yeah. know like this is another problem there's no coordinated uh, ladder if you like of uh,
0: of, of athletes it's just athletes, we, yeah. we choose
2: these athletes are yeah. the ones yeah. that yeah. earn whatever they earn yeah. well what would that be like AJP2 does that but they do like regions like we said before now AJP
0: does more, it does do regions, it does like Oceania and stuff like that very they do similar regions, similar yeah, to, but
2: eventually hmm. they could perhaps move into but the representation like, needs representation representation in countries within countries.
1: each country
2: but they do the yeah. qualifiers they have qualifiers in different uh, uh, same, countries same with ADCC they control. like yeah, Oceania Correct. And, uh, here so, so it's impro-
0: no.
1: what we're saying is that there's an improvement Yeah. in, in terms of it it and I think in the next five yeah. years it'll be
2: huge, Jim. Yeah. <laughs> I think it'll be. A-
1: but as I said, I think a lot of these, uh, what I call side competitions, will disappear. Uh, they become meaningless. I mean, yeah. why would you go and compete in Bundaberg or or Rockhampton for the competition that nobody? Recognizes yeah, unless
0: you're a local. Well, yeah. I, think
2: but, your local yeah. I think, but I think we're still going to have the amateur. I think you have. I agree. Look, I agree. Scenarios I here g- too, you know. I agree, but uh,
0: I do think he's right though. I think some of these major ones that are not willing to provide the same. Our opportunities of finances and stuff will drop off. Like mean, whether whether it's a grappling tournament, whether it's a jiu jitsu tournament. There's so many in the market right now, and I think gyms will have similar situations as well. If you're a jiu jitsu gym, as it gets more and more popular, if you don't have a certain standard or level, you're gonna struggle because it's so. There's so much available. So you know, if you're not one of the better right. people in the situation. Your gym's gonna Pretty suffer. Yeah. The this, the product you're providing, if it's not as good as everybody else, yeah, you are yeah. gonna suffer.
1: 100%. And this has happened over the years with a everything. lot of the other martial arts. Yeah. Yeah. If yeah. you see, it's just business. Yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah, It's just competition, man. It's just normal. Like you're either gonna be the best ones and survive, or and and continue to evolve and work to be the best, or you're gonna suffer and fail. And there's no way around that, regardless True. of whether you're a competitive athlete or a business. That's the situation. That's the climate. Yeah.
1: yeah. I mean, it's changed a lot. Like mm-hmm. uh, when I said when we started, there weren't many, and uh, yeah, yeah,
0: now, man, it's evolving. I think it's
1: a good thing. I mean, no, uh, it is. Uh, although, as uh, you know, the I, I think the particular area we we have to be careful of is the white belt area. That's all. Yeah. Uh, because that's where the danger zone is. Yeah.
0: Oh, but, yeah, particularly for yeah. competition. Absolutely. Yeah,
1: but uh, yeah, so I think there's hope. It's 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 looking better. Mm-hmm. But I said we wouldn't <laughs> like. You asked me whether we did. I don't think so. Um, we did our bit at the time and yeah. uh, we got other things to do, I
0: mm-hmm. suppose. Yeah. Awesome.
2: Well, Jim, thank you very much for no, your time. My no, no, no pleasure. I appreciate it. No, no. Thanks for the chat. I think it was very um, illustrated a lot, you know what I mean. Your angles and your vision, and your experience as well jiu jitsu for terrific achievement to have you here with us, you know what I mean. And for value a lot, of your friendship, man. It- Good black belts as well, you know what I mean, from the oh, club. It's good. I mean, I, awesome.
1: um, hopefully, as I said, in 20 years, we'll be sitting here again. Different. Different.
2: Uh, and, and too, we're,
0: yeah, we're, maybe. We're, well, you never know. No, no. <laughs> 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 you know? Nah, yeah, they're very, very appreciative, Jim. Thanks very so much. much You've always you. helped with so many different things um, and, you know, always contributed to, you know, whether it's BJJ 101 or Gaha or anything. All so, nice. very much appreciate Pleasure, man. It. Thanks so Pleasure. much. All
1: right.
0: Us.